ladies and gentlemen, from the Tasty Freeze and Happy Holler, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 78. Good morning. Good morning. We talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you and you and you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. From the Tasty Freeze. baby. Thank goodness they're selling chili right now. Yeah, I got, some good, they got some good hot dogs. They do too. that during the winter. They sell this chili, and I've got a piping hot bowl full here. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Bradley? Doing great, buddy. Hot dog. Boy, I'm glad to be here and uh, have a little food. We're going to be all warmed up. Here we are into November. Wow. At the end of the first week of November, we're here. We're live. This is the Ed and Bob Show. He's Ed. I'm Bob. We're glad to have you. And he's going to tell you right now what's coming up this half hour. Well, coming up this half hour, we're going to talk about some news in the news and also uh, we got a question of the day from Bob. Also, we've got our mailbox and all those good things. Some complaints to talk about and a topic today. Mm-hmm. The most important speeches that affected the world. Did you give one of them? No. I didn't either. Uh, no, no, no. You better stay tuned. Though. It's a good one. Alright, I look forward to that. That's coming up. So we're glad you're here and Mr. Bradley, why don't we just get into some, but before we get into the news, I want to tell you something. Yeah. Two things. Uh, um, and remind me at the end of the show, I've got uh, something on recycling, glass recycling, that some yeah. of our listeners mm-hmm. have been mentioning. I want to be sure we talk about that. But in a previous show, by previous information we had, we said that the Knoxville Airport was the seventh most expensive airport in America. Well, now, just you know, not too long ago, news came out, and it's the third. The third? Third most expensive. I thought it was the fourth. No, it's the third most expensive in America. How about that? That's ridiculous. And we're paying for it. Duh. Come on. And then another thing I want to mention is we bypassed our anniversary and didn't even mention it. (laughs) September 16th was when our first show came out. So it's been, we're well over a year now, but happy anniversary. Well, thank you, buddy. (laughs) And I know a lot of our listeners are not in the city of Knoxville or Knox County, but we do have some in Knoxville, of course, because that's where we live. The elections just happened. We have a brand new mayor that's going to be sworn in. It's not Eddie Manis. It's India King Cannon. And what was uh, odd about this, Ed, is that um, going into Election Day, early voting, Eddie Manis was ahead of India King Cannon. And then a lot of our listeners wrote in uh, messages and emails and said, did you notice uh, former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam came out on Election Day endorsing Eddie Manis, and then he lost by 50, over 1,500 votes on Election Day. Did the endorsement by uh, either a Haslam or the former governor, even the way you look at it, have an effect on that election on election day we should talk about that more in an upcoming show um let's see also amy midas got drilled on election day against amelia parker amelia parker won uh, one of the city council seats uh, other city council seats janet testament easily won and um, charles lomax barely lost to lynn fugit so there you go but we'll talk about Maybe we'll talk about that uh, mayor's race later in another show. But what do you got in the news? (laughs) Well, let's look at some of the news here. Okay. You know, uh, this is the time of year when the NCAA football coaches, they start getting some bonuses. Mm -hmm. Because we're about halfway through. And I have a list of them here if you'd like to hear some of that. Yeah, I want to hear it. Is uh, 
Pruitt, is he matching all of his? No, no, he no, did, no, he didn't. no, 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 no. Okay. All right. uh, down in Alabama, Nick Saban's getting $65,000 for yeah. his sixth win, which made him eligible for the bowl games. Wow. And we've got some more. Auburn uh, got 50000 Gus Malzahn. For the same reason. Yeah. Dan Mullen in Florida got $100,000 for a six win, making him eligible for the Bulls. Yeah. Let's see. Kirby uh, Smart in Georgia, 50000 But here's the one that really got me. Now, this guy over at Penn State, James Franklin. Used to be at Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Black guy. Right? Yeah. I, I, I guess. We I had a know. shot at this guy. I think we did, didn't we? I guess, but I think Tennessee would have a hard time hiring Vanderbilt's coach. <laughs> so, probably well, not going to happen, well, as buddy. long as this one man's alive, I'm sure we would. <laughs> All right, so what did he get? $200,000. Oh, for, for becoming win. bowl eligible? Yeah. Wow. And in Wyoming... The coach of Wyoming, Craig Bull, got one hundred thousand. Mm. So I thought that's pretty good. But James, it's Franklin, excellent. You James kidding Franklin, me? yeah, he tops it, buddy. I mean, that's it. That's pretty good. What's the biggest bonus you ever got? Um, or you don't have to say. I don't want okay, to put you on the spot. But <laughs> I was trying to think of uh, you know. You remember back in the day when we would get our Christmas bonuses? Yeah, that's kind of like what I was talking about. And um, we'd get them at uh, you know in the holidays. And the first time I got one, I was like stunned. Because yeah. I wasn't expecting it. And, and he came in, handed it to me. I'm like, what is this? He said, yeah. it's your Christmas bonus. I'm like, really? Yeah. Boy, Jim Dick was a great guy. Oh, my gosh. And you know, he figured that up on how many years you'd been here. Yeah. Didn't have any, didn't, didn't make a, no, it didn't make any sense how what you did here. Right. It was how many years you'd been here mm-hmm. and all of that. I and guess I, loyalty yeah. plays into it. We I guess should. So. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. What else is in the news? I had something for the news, and I completely forgot about it. I don't I'll know see if I, if I comes to my day. brain, I'll, I'll let you know. What Veteran, else you got? Veterans Day is November 11th. That's right. Well, out in San Francisco, where they're falling into the ocean, you know, it's just gotten so expensive there. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. It's, it's just, one of the most expensive places to live, period, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. They live on top of each other. Little bitty houses. Here's the median selling price for a house in San Francisco. One million four hundred sixty-six thousand dollars. That's crazy. That's the median. Yeah. And in Seattle, it's five hundred eighty. Denver, four hundred twenty-five thousand. Los Angeles, six hundred thirty-two thousand. Phoenix, two hundred eighty thousand. That's why you don't want to live on the West Coast, right there, Boy, friends and neighbors. Want, you don't want to live in San Francisco. That's mm. a darn. You better sure. bring your wallet. Yeah. It better have a lot of stuff in it. And people are leaving San Francisco by the busloads. Yeah. I would think people are getting the crap out of California. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive. They tax everybody to pieces. It's just so hard to live there. And the income, the median income around the Bay Area is about $100,000. So you can see. That's the, it? Yeah. So you can see what a problem that is. And, and well, that's, a, that's actually <laughs> poverty, making only 100000 a year. The residents have to cover rents that range from 300000 uh, 300, I'm sorry, $3,600 a month in San Francisco. That's a closet. To 4600 <laughs> in Silicon Valley. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, and again, they're tiny, and they're on top of each other there. Yeah. That's why if they have an earthquake, that's why it's so dangerous to live there, too. If they have an earthquake, all that stuff, whew. Yeah, man. Dumb. I mean, I just, All right, got to move on. we got to okay. get into our questions, and we're going to let you have your first shot at it. Well. You got one? I don't know. You don't know if you have a question? <laughs> I've got one. I don't remember what I wrote down. Well, you, you may give you mine while you're thinking. Yeah, go ahead. All right, here's mine for you. And and this is something that's really bothered me, and I'm afraid it's going to um, insult friends of ours. Yeah. 
Are too many people going to church now for entertainment, not for Jesus? What? I mean, well, if you go to some of these big churches, it is like a rock concert. They are, I mean, guitars and drums and 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 all their singers. They're performing like they'd be performing at Thompson Bowling Arena, and I, it, sometimes I feel like the people are there for that. And uh, you know, and even when the guy comes out and, and will we'll preach for a while, then there's more music and there's more entertainment and more singing, and mm-hmm. I just. I actually saw read where one minister, I forgot where it was, said that going to a church with that has nothing, their biggest feature is entertainment, is a sin. Well, I would think so. That's a well, that's a step, isn't yeah, it, to well, say that though? Yeah, well, I would think so. And and you know, the the sermons are all about how the feel you need to feel good. Yes, that life is. That's good. true. I've been to some of them. I mean, You're right. There's no more hellfire and damnation. No, no. And I mean, it, it brings all the young kids in, though. That's yeah, what they that's want. That's true. That's true. But I used to sit in church, and, and the, I would think the preacher was looking straight at me. And he'd point, he'd point to the audience, but he's pointing straight at me. And he's saying, you're going to hell if you keep doing this. You yeah, know what I'm going, yeah. Oh, 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 no. I better straighten up. Yeah. <laughs> and Monday, you're walking the line, buddy. Yeah, and right, Tuesday, buddy. you kind of even start to slip off of it. By Friday, you're going, where are we going? <laughs> How much money have I got? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the village barn. Oh, gosh. All right. Did All right. you think? Of your question? Well, yeah, I did. I, I got a I got a red light ticket. Did when? Last week. You're kidding no, it me. Came, it came in the mail last week from Farragut, and it's and a picture of me. I'm sitting on the white line. I don't get it. I thought that you're was, stopped. Yeah, and you're on the white line. Yeah, and they give you a ticket for that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't think I thought that was illegal. Now I didn't think Tennessee had any more red light cameras. Well, you can't turn right. I mean, you can't get a ticket for turning right on red unless they have a huge sign there saying yeah. you must stop. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't get a ticket for yeah. turning right on red. But running a stop up, and you weren't running it. No, I was sitting there. Oh, I'd argue that one. Okay. I don't know that a human saw that picture. Yeah. I well, would argue that machine. one. Yeah. You need a lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any. Don't know. <laughs> you're in trouble, buddy. You're, you're on your own. I have no clue what All to right, do. I'll let you know what happens. <laughs> uh, all right. You all need right. to uh, tell everybody what's coming up. Then you yeah. got a sponsor today. Yes, we do. We're going to talk about the most important speeches that has affected the entire world. Mm. And also, uh, we're going to talk about the mailbox. we got some good stuff today. So let me tell you about my sponsor today. It is Powell Auction and Realty Company. Now, when you go out to Powell Auction and you get in touch with them about doing your sale or your auction, that's the best way to go because exposure to Powell's extensive network of ready and willing buyers, they have access to thousands of brokers and agents and their buyers. They allow potential buyers to compete on a level playing field for your property. The seller can set the terms and conditions of the sale. That's you. No more price reductions. No more price reductions. Auctions negotiate the price upwards instead of downwards. Isn't that great? Wow, I love it. I love it. It ends that continued associated carrying cost of real estate. Produce cash, non-contingent buyer closes in 30 days or less. Wow, that's pretty good, buddy. Mm-hmm. So that's why you should consider an auction for whatever you're selling, especially if it's property. So before you sign anything, before you do anything, you need to contact the folks at Powell Realty and Auction Company. 
because they are lucky. <laughs> they can make it happen. Those for are you. great people. I love them out <laughs> yeah, there. All right, we got to get in our topic of the day, Ed. And, okay. And uh, you know, there's been so many famous speeches. I guess you learn about when you when you're in, in high school and elementary school. They say we're going to study this speech so and so gave or uh, whatnot. And I was thinking, what are the most important speeches that have ever been made that have actually affected? the world and i uh, i'll give you mine in a minute on what which one i have i think is the that affected the world the most do you have one in particular that or are you just all over the place with this well i've i've, I've looked at some of them one of the things that i remember a whole lot from my younger days mm-hmm. is that franklin roosevelt said the only thing you have to fear is fear itself and why don't you um you understand why he said that right yeah. what it was about because the, the country no the country's in a deep Oh, there was recession. a recession. Uh, or actually, oh, okay. a depression. Yeah. And everybody w- was scared how they were going to live. Mm-hmm. And he said, you have nothing to fear, uh, but fear itself. Let's see. It says it was 1933, a deep economic recession. He said, first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear, fear itself. itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. He he started. He that's how he started his speech. It was his inaugural speech, and then he had twelve years in office. Um, but a very powerful speech, it really was. And you know, people often use that as an example of encouragement. Uh, you know, by saying, you know, the greatest thing you fear is being afraid. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Afraid and of I, what will happen. Yes. Afraid of what they're going to say. Afraid, will they like you? Will you succeed? All kinds of fear. You know, the speech that I think, and there's a lot of great ones here. I mean, we can go way back to Roman Empire. But one in the, in, that really, I thought, made the biggest difference I can see in the world was Ronald Reagan at the Berlin Wall. He said... Um, he told Mr. Gorbachev to tear down this wall. It was the 750th birthday celebration for Berlin. It was 1987. He was 100 yards away from the wall. And, you know, not too long after that, the wall came down. And it went, down. A unified mm-hmm. Germany, I think, really affected the whole world a lot. I mean, yeah, Germany's yeah. a very powerful country. You were just recently there. There's a lot of great engineers there. A lot of the economy of of Europe revolves around Germany and what they do, and them being a unified country uh, or, or Berlin there really made a big difference. And um, yeah, I, I to so me, too. I thought it was big. They love Americans. Do they really? Oh, they do. The Berliners love America. You know when when uh, when the the, uh, the the towers were bombed in New York City, mm-hmm. over two hundred thousand West Berliners or Berliners came out on the street. Really came out and on the streets to show support. For I America. never heard that at all. Yeah, really. Yeah. Wow. So you want another one? Yeah, give us some more speeches. There's, I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, go think, ahead. I you get one, was, and I I we'll just go back and forth a little bit. I think this one was really good too. Martin Luther King said, "We hold these truths to be self-evident that mm-hmm. all men are created equal." It was an incredible speech there. You know, I recently read about that speech. The uh, you know, I have a dream, and uh, I saw kids walking hand in hand, or whatever it was. Do you know that was not the first time he gave that speech? Really? Where's the first time? It wasn't even his second time. That was the one hundredth time he had used <laughs> really? that speech. 
And wow. yet we think it was just for that moment. He had used it. Uh, it was his hundredth time he'd given it. He'd used it in churches all the time. The very same wow. speech. Because they said from the audience, uh, somebody yelled and said, uh, tell us about your dream. And he uh, just ad-libbed mm-hmm. the dream speech he'd used so many times before. So that, but it is an incredible speech and really united a lot of people. And that was in a quarter, front of a quarter million people. Um, well, it was a true speech. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I'll give you one. Okay. That uh, this is, you know, I was studying uh, uh, American history. Uh, Patrick Henry speaking to a Virginia convention in March of 1775. Virginia was thinking about breaking away from British rule. And he said, uh, the war has actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. And he said, I know what course others may take, but for me, give me liberty or give give me me death. death. That's a strong statement. It's very strong. I either want to be free or you can kill me. There you go. I'm, and, it, and I didn't even know who Patrick Henry necessarily was, but I heard that speech so many times. You know, our forefathers that signed that Constitution, they put everything they had, mm-hmm. their families, their lives, everything on the line when they signed it. And we've never had to do that. No. Look at what all they had to lose. Every, mm-hmm. not, just, not just material possessions. Everything to being mm-hmm. imprisoned or killed, That's most true. likely killed. True. I mean, going up against the monarchy and, uh, you know. Well, you know, and there's some of these things that we're talking about here that I think I think God played a big role in. Oh, I would agree yeah, that they, I mean, they put people in the right place at the right time to say the right thing. Would you right. agree? That, God did that. Yes, yeah, I would agree I, to that. Agree. Abraham Lincoln's another one. That's exactly. You know, um, they said it was one of the shortest speeches ever, the Gaysburg Address. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the whole four score and seven years ago. Uh, I I did not know until I read this thing. The guy that's, he was not the keynote keynote speaker at uh, Gettysburg. He was just going to say a few words. The guy before him (laughs) that was the keynote speaker spoke for two hours. (laughs) He spoke for two minutes. He's probably like, we got to get out of here, you know. Make it it quick, Abraham. We got to get out of here. You know, I mean, it'd be like Burchett. Make it brief, okay? Abe, hey, brief, brother. What else you got? Well, there's, there's lots of them. We have a. Uh, we didn't go through all of things. No, we can't go through all. Of them. I didn't know if there was something else that just in your mind that really stuck out. That uh, the, 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 you, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that. that we have nothing but fear, but fear itself. That was very strong. Uh, and there was several about uh, slavery, and then um, uh, a pope, um, Lou Gehrig's speech mm-hmm. when everybody knew mm-hmm. he was terminally ill. Mm-hmm. That was. Very, very touching. Yeah, when he said, when you have a father and a mother who work all their lives so that you can have an education and build your body, it's a blessing. Wow. We take all those things for granted. Mm-hmm. We take every one of those things for granted. And to him, it was a big deal. This one that I will, I know I don't want to belabor it too much, but Alexander the Great, I don't know a lot about him, but here, this was him speaking to his troops. He says, I observe, gentlemen, that when I would lead you to a new venture, you no longer follow me with your old spirit. I have asked you to meet me so that we may come to a decision together. Are we upon my advice to go forward or upon yours to turn back? 
Well, he must have some mutiny in the troops for him to say that. And when did, uh, what was the the thing that, uh, the guy that, MacArthur, what was it, I I shall return, or what was it he said? I shall, I shall return, and, and I don't know what that was about. He was pull, being pulled out, I think. And then I saw where there was some from Gandhi and others. Well, Winston Churchill, you know, he, he did a famous speech. Oh, that's too. right. He said, we shall fight on the beaches, on the landing grounds, in the fields. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And that was at a time when they thought they should surrender. And it was, you know, if you think about it, they were going to get to Germany being bombed every night. Mm-hmm. And he said, we will, and they'd asked them to give up. They were sent envoys to tell Britain to give up or they would destroy them. And he said, never, never will we give up. General Douglas MacArthur said this in 1962. Of course, this is well after the war. He said, duty, honor, count country. Those are three hallowed words reverently dictate what you ought to be, what you can be, and what you will be. They are your rallying point to build courage when courage seems to fail, to regain faith when there seems to be little cause for faith, to create hope when hope becomes forlorn. Well, you know, I, I, it's, I think it's, like you said, a God thing. I mean, because oh, even, let's say you're a powerful person, you got elected to some big position or whatever, and then something tragically happens, and all of a sudden everybody's turning and looking at you, and you're going, <gasps> <laughs> well, do you think these guys write these speeches themselves? Not anymore. No. But I think writers. some no. of them before, they probably had some help. Yeah. But I think Abraham Lincoln scribbled all that stuff out on oh, his I own. I think so. Yeah. Two minutes, very short speech. So mm-hmm. we got to move on. But okay. uh, there, it's, it's, it's uh, incredible some of the things that uh, men have said when it was needed. And, and I'll give you another one. And a lot of people don't like the Bushes, but... Uh, George W. Bush at um, uh, Ground Zero, Mm -hmm. he did, I think, do a good job of uniting everybody in in what he said. And uh, I remember listening to it while I was in my car, actually. I don't know why people didn't like him. I don't. Well, it's just that, you know, it's just the way politics have gone. Because he's a Republican, we hate him. Yeah, it's a job, you know. I never talked bad about Democrats (laughs) like that, but I don't care. Anyway, I don't want to start a new topic. All right, right, we got to move along, Ed. Let's see. Let's uh, tell everybody what's coming up, then I got a sponsor. All right, coming up, we're going to look into the mailbox. I got them right here, getting ready to go. Also, we're going to talk about some complaints and things Mm -hmm. that's on our mind. But first, here's a sponsor from Bob. Here's Bob with a sponsor. Okay, Ed, if you need food for the perfect um, party during the holiday season, you need to call Chef Scott Whitaker. You've seen him on national cooking shows, local TV. His staff can make your party the party of the holiday season. Let Chef Scott prepare the perfect food and enjoy it. Multiple packages available Groups up to 200 people or so pick up or 100% on-time delivery. Yeah, they even do the on-site cooking stations. Give uh, Scott a call. and He's got a great staff, 865-245-5522, or his website, cuisinebyshefscott.com. All right, let's get into the mailbox, Ed. Open it up. All right, buddy. Here we go. Isaac from Marstown. How many states have had a woman governor? Hmm. Tennessee's not one. Not Tennessee, brother. Right. I don't. Even, I don't even know. Has a woman run for governor? No. Uh, maybe in the primary or something. But I don't know. As of August of this year, forty-four women have served or are serving as a governor 
of a U.S. state. That's a pretty good number. Mm -hmm. um, I saw in here where it said um, nine out of 50 state governorships have been held by women. Um, Connecticut, Arizona, Alabama, New Mexico, the only four states to elect one from both parties. So what do you think about that, Bob? Oh, I think it's great. I don't care if it's a man or woman or whatever, as long as they're qualified to do the job and, and can lead. That's the real key. There are 20 states that have never had a female governor. Yeah, as you one. said, Tennessee is one of them. Uh, let's see. I can do them quickly. Arkansas, California. California. Now, Meg um, Whitman yeah, or something Whitman. ran. Yeah. Uh, California has an I, did, I was surprised by that. Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Nevada, New York, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin. A lot of southern states in there. What's the most... Uh, famous woman governor that you can think of i think the uh, what was her name the lady from south carolina uh, haley. nikki haley yeah nikki haley i often think of ann richards at texas yeah there you go i mean that's a big or she was that's a, a big state now, she was a politician and she ran in with an iron <laughs> fist you know i met her one time you did she was a very nice lady but she was gruff and uh -huh. She was a strong woman. Yes, she was. And then, of course, Sandra Palin. She was governor of Alaska. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Uh, open it up. Getting, she's getting divorced again, isn't she? Or something the first like that. Time, yeah, something I think like that. so. Okay. All right. Jesse from Murfreesboro. Boy, that's way off. But they're picking us up online, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. We love you guys here in Murfreesboro. When are you going to come and do your show here? Well, that sounds like a great idea because Ed's got friends down there, don't I you? Do. Can we I get do. Agnes to yeah. hook us up down there yeah. and do the all show? Her, all our kids live there. Well, maybe we'll do our next show from Murfreesboro. How's that sound? That <laughs> sounds sound good, good to me. <laughs> all, right. all right, this is the Ed and Bob Show. Uh, Ed's going to tell you what's coming up before we get into our complaints. Tell them about what our next show is. Our next show is going to be excessive government salaries. Oh, man, we could write a book about that. Boy, that yeah, and uh, how much they're making. You think sports people make a lot of money? Mm. You wait till you hear this. All right, Ed, what's your complaint for today? Well, the left lane, ladies and gentlemen, is for passing. It's still for passing. It is the law. The Has it changed? No. The left lane is for passing. Passing. And when you're passing, you're passing another vehicle. It does not mean you get there and go 55 and put it on cruise. Oh, but I'm from, I'm from upstate New York. I don't have to do that. No, not at all. So... I'm. I, it just kills me to have to go in the right lane and then switch back over to pass. And then you look in the rearview mirror and everybody's doing it. Yeah, they're all passing. And these people are saying, oh, "Look at that! See, I'm going 55 and they're going 75. I'm doing the right thing. You're doing the wrong thing because you're in the left lane. Get in the right lane and go 55. It, it can cause an accident. Exactly. When everybody starts to try to get around you, exactly. that can be more dangerous than being in the left it, lane. It's, it's, <laughs> If, if they're piled up behind you, get out of the way. Exactly. I got behind a truck the other day. Same thing. He was going to go the speed limit, and he was, and everybody was lined up behind him. He didn't care. Didn't care. And then when I got finally got around him, and, and you should be able to see, oh, hey, I guess I'm blocking traffic, and you get over. No, 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 no. One by one. I wonder why that is. Do you think they have a right? They, they say, this is my right. I, I can, think they, I can I think they do. I can drive lane if I want to. I'm going to stay right over here. Now, I don't care. Now, my mother-in-law, she gets on the left lane. If she's going to turn left within 10 miles, 
she gets in the left lane. And and I was, ri- 10 miles. I was riding with her one time in Florida. We were going out to eat. And I said, Helen, why are you in the left lane? She said, well, we're going to turn left right up here. I said, right up here where? The next town? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry about that. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. All right, I got one for you. All right. No one, and this, you've heard me say it before. Nobody says please and thank you. I went to, I went to a, to a couple of places in the past week, and this is why I brought it back up. One of them was a drugstore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was um, a CBS and then Walgreens, and then I went to Lowe's. And you know what I got? There you go. There you go. Well, I that's got the one new. Too. That's the. That's a. There you go. There you go. Now get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Because you're. Uh, let's let's live this thing at the cash register. You you pay, and then they hand it to you in the bag, and and they say. There you go. And what do you say? Thank you. That's bizarre. What am I thanking What's them the for? Deal? What I am I thanking them for? For telling me, get out of here? Yeah. They should be thanking me. I spent my hard-earned money at their stinking place. I want to hear a thank you every once in a while. Let's see. Well, let's think about this a second. So what are we going to say back to them? What do you mean, there you go? I always say, well, yeah, I'm here, and there I went. I've been saying that. (laughs) Have you? Yeah, there I I went. And and then they kind of look at me strange. I'm like, well, dude, if you don't get it, then... Yeah. Well, they don't get it. Oh, God. Yeah. Drives me crazy. All right. Tell everybody how they can uh, listen to this thing. All right. You can uh, go online to the Ed and Bob Show, our website, mm-hmm. and it's available there at edandbob.com. Or you can download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe when you find it. And on Alexa... In your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn. Tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you what you want to hear. Tell her exactly. List this, the Ed and Bob Show. That easy. And to comment, you can go to edandbob.com, as I was talking about, in the comment section, or email us. We love emails. Ed and Bob at yahoo.com. If you want to follow us around, we're on Twitter. Um, uh, the Ed and Bob, uh, it's just called Ed and Bob Knox. Uh, Ed's is just Ed Brantley, and mine is Bob Thomas Knox. And of course, we're on Facebook, uh, and that's just called Ed and Bob. So, any corrections that you would like to uh, give before we get out of here? Well, you have one. Whatever I did wrong, I'm, forgive me. Oh, and also, we want to talk about the glass recycling because some yeah. of our uh, listeners have been uh, commenting, and this is out. so great. Eric McNally, McAlley, McAlley said. Um, uh, any update on where Knoxvillians can recycle their glass? And one of our other listeners answered for uh, on our Twitter account said 341 Park Village Road, Cedar Bluffs Recycling. But people are abusing the privilege, not following the rules, and just dumping garbage. So it probably won't be there that long. That's from Kevin Ledbetter. So we appreciate these two. You know, but you have to be out. in the city to use that. I, well, the part of the Cedar Bluff is the city. Yeah, that's right. You have to be a city. Uh, I think you have to be a city resident mm. to use that. Yeah. And so. something new we're starting this time, a shout-out to a business. If you own a business, just email us and say, hey, mention me. Here's where we are and here's what we do. And we're going to shout-out to King Cleaners. Mm-hmm. King Cleaners, Scotty and Tangy uh, uh, King, great people. They have one there in the Bearden area. They have four locations now, so down t- across from downtown West, uh, Farragut, um, and several locations, and we uh, appreciate King Cleaners and those people listening to us. So I think we've about 
covered everything, haven't we? Is that it? I guess. I don't know. What's coming up next show? Let's get out of here. It's the Battle of Athens, Tennessee. No, it's not. No, it's not. What's the, next, the next show? <laughs> what's the next show about? The next show is going to be about excessive government expenses. There you go. There you, go. you got it, buddy. All right, Ed, I enjoyed it. See you next time. Bye. The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back Like the sailor said, quote Ain't that a hole in a boat My head keeps spinning I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just a beginning My life is gonna be Beautiful I've sunshine enough to spread it's just like the fella said Tell me quick and